Hey my friends, so today I want to talk about body image. I know that for me, while I definitely had body image issues before my toxic marriage, it definitely got worse during it because as I'm sure you've probably experienced as well, like that's one of the areas they really like to pick on you in and really like, it's like they sense that insecurity and they just really dig into that and so when i talk to survivors of toxic relationships they all have some of this negative body image and really feeling a lot of almost self self self-hatred and so i want to talk about that a little bit today and why that is and what to do about it i can remember even as young as seven years old and thinking about growing up and knowing that I had to have big boobs in order to be pretty. I needed to be thin, tallish, have big boobs, big eyes, and full lips. At seven years old, that is what I defined beauty as. The society around me taught me that that was what was beautiful And not only that, but that it was important for me to be beautiful. When society gives us these definitions at a young age, so often we don't even question them. We just treat it as if it is a fact of the universe and this is what attractive is. But it isn't just what is attractive, right? At different points in history, there have been different things that have been considered attractive. In different parts of the world, there are different things that are considered attractive. There is no objective attractiveness. So my seven-year-old self had absorbed the Western culture definition of beauty at the time that I was growing up. But I think there is something sinister behind these messages from society. I think it is no accident that the quote-unquote ideal human body has proportions that are not found in nature. I think it is no accident that we are taught to hate and fear something as natural as aging. I think it is no accident that natural features such as body hair, cellulite, or stretch marks are vilified and we're encouraged to get rid of them. I do not think it is an accident that you can get designer labia surgery, but you can't cure your picos or endometriosis. And that speaks volumes about what is prioritized for women. Not saying by women, but for women. Society institutions have prioritized the providing of a labia surgery so you can wear leggings without a camel toe, but have not prioritized health conditions that affect only women. Society cares more about your appearance than your health. And I'm not criticizing you if you want a labia surgery, not at all, go right ahead. What I am criticizing is that it was prioritized by institutions over solving issues that cause debilitating pain for women. This sends a message, it goes straight into our subconscious, into our collective. We are taught that everything about our natural selves is undesirable, is wrong, is ugly, is unworthy. 
And we are also taught that as women, our job is to be beautiful, that it is important to be desirable to men. Even if you logically and outwardly reject that message, I think if you looked hard enough at your thoughts and behaviors and you would find places where you have internalized that message. Do you feel that? Do you feel that sense of urgency or pressure to get thinner or get rid of wrinkles? I know I have. But have you ever stopped and considered why? Who benefits from you believing that you are undesirable? It sure isn't me, and I bet it isn't you either. There are billion-dollar industries that profit off of our insecurities. The beauty industry was worth $511 billion in 2021. The plastic surgery industry was worth $46 billion in 2021. Billions of dollars. There are industries that need you to hate yourself enough to risk going under the knife and paying thousands of dollars to them. And I am not bashing people, make no mistake, who have had plastic surgery. I have had plastic surgery. I had my nose done in 2015. I spent my entire preteen and teen years absolutely hating my nose. It was all I thought about. It was all I talked about. Like my friends must have been so sick of hearing about my stupid nose. I hated it. I hated the way I looked. I spent hours every day looking in the mirror and just hating on myself. But why? Why did I hate my nose so much? I thought it was too big. Too big for what? What does that even mean? Where did I get this idea from? I did the same thing with my boobs. My boobs were too small. I felt so insecure about it. I hid for years behind heavily padded bras. Do you remember the Victoria's Secret bombshell? Do they still make that? It boasts giving you a up to two cup size bigger boost. And I was a huge fan back in the day. I never did get breast augmentation surgery. I have kept my B cups. But why did I think that I should be a 32D? A 32D, I don't think that even exists in nature. I think it's a size created from boob jobs. And it's because culturally we are presented with that imagery as the example of what beauty is, of what femininity is, of what a woman should be. So when I am here with my 34 Bs, I am not woman enough. Such bullshit. I saw an ad for cool sculpting the other day and I was idly thinking about it. And I wondered if I had the fat frozen off my stomach, like would there just be skin and organs left? Then I thought about how women's bodies naturally store a patch of fat on the lower belly to protect the uterus. Then I thought about how our propensity to store fat on the midsection is probably to protect all of the like really vital organs sitting in our midsection. But we don't care about that. We just care that our stomach is flat. 
We'll burn it, freeze it, suck it off, cut it off. We don't care. Fuck you organs. You're on your own. Why do we hate our natural form so much? What do we gain from it? I don't think we gain anything. I think there are people out there who do benefit from it, right? Those billion dollar industries, the men in a patriarchal society who can maintain so much control when you are busy working to be pleasing in their eye. At some point, I decided I wanted to take my body back. My body isn't for your viewing pleasure or displeasure. It isn't for you at all. Your opinion of it is irrelevant. It is like if you looked at the sun and were like, it's a little too bright. The sun doesn't give a fuck what you think. It will burn you up regardless. We don't look at a cocker spaniel and think it should be more like a German shepherd. That would be ridiculous. The Cocker Spaniel and the German Shepherd are both perfect as they are. They are exactly what they are meant to be. And it's the same thing with ourselves. Every time we look at ourselves and think we should be something other than we are, we are telling the Cocker Spaniel that it is bad because it isn't a German Shepherd. Me saying my nose is too big and it should be smaller is like looking at the Cocker Spaniel and saying, what the fuck is wrong with your ears? They aren't even pointy. They just dangle there. You should have pointy ears. It's just as ridiculous. The only reason we don't immediately see that is because we've been conditioned not to. I have actually written a body manifesto. I wrote it a few years ago when I was in the process of deconstructing my own body shame. And I will go ahead and read it for you here. My manifesto reads as, I will not abandon my body. I will not be critical of my body. I will take care of my body. I will help my body be at its best. I will be grateful for my body. My body is my own and no one else's. Its purpose is for me to experience life to the fullest. It is fulfilled in the wine we drink, the chocolate we eat, the smell of the trees, the feel of the warm or cool air, the enjoyment of nature, the thrill of adventure, the delight of sex, the cuddle of a soft, warm chihuahua, the pleasure of a good book or exciting film, the serenity we feel when we look at the night sky, the adventures we go on, the journey we take, the accomplishments and failures we make. Its purpose is to create our own paradise. We can create paradise wherever we go. Other people's opinions of it are irrelevant because it is not theirs and has nothing to do with them. I give thanks to my body. Thanks for fighting off illnesses Thanks for its amazing healing. Thanks for its protection from trauma. Thanks for its sexuality and allowing me to express this sexuality. Thankful for how well she responds to desire. Thanks for the strength of her muscles. Thanks for the way she increases her strength over time. Thanks for her metabolism. Thanks for letting me have my hair long. Thanks for letting me stay small. 
Thanks for accepting the teeth straightening. Thanks for taking me on adventures. Thanks for letting me feel love and joy. I will be present in my body and in each moment. I can be kind to my body. I will not compare my body to anyone else's. I reject any and all messages of not good enough. My body is good enough for me and that is all that matters. My body has been fulfilling its purpose and there is nothing beyond that that is needed. My body is powerful. And now my friends, if you feel called to do so, I would like to encourage you to write your own body manifesto. Take back your body. It's yours. What anyone else thinks of it is so irrelevant. They are not living in it. It is your home. Maybe it's time to stop hating it. Decide for yourself what your body is for. Decide why it exists, how you want it to feel. What do you want it to know? How do you want to treat your body? How do you want your body to move through the world? What do you want to experience with your body? What kind of relationship do you want to have with your body? Whose opinion about your body will you prioritize? How will your body know that you love her? What is your body's mission on this earth? I would encourage you to decide for yourself all of these things. It is the way to freedom. It is the way of coming home to yourself. To reject the outside messages and decide for yourself what your body is for, whose opinion matters. It is so liberating, my friends. Until next time, be well.